You're listening to The Showrunner, a podcast about podcasting from two guys with over 1,500 episodes of experience that will help you develop, launch, and run a remarkable show. Let's go. And welcome to episode number 117 of The Showrunner. I'm your host, Jared Morris, host of The Assembly Call and Podcast on the Brink and Site Success. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Johnny Naster, host of Hack the Entrepreneur. Johnny, how are you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm a little I gotta admit, I'm I'm a little frazzled. I've been working on right. this project all morning, um, as I told you in our Slack group, and that's why we're a little bit delayed recording this. Uh, but you've got a great episode planned, and I appreciate you picking up the Slack for planning that. Um and yeah, but I'm I'm doing good. It's one of those like you know sometimes like you kind of get frazzled with things, but like it's exciting work and it's fun work, and you know so you, you feel a little bit frazzled, but you feel really accomplished and really good and energetic and enthusiastic. That's how I feel. So that's good. That's a good feeling. Yes, and it fits well with uh, what we're going to talk about today, actually. Um, so that that works. Good. So hey, before we jump into this, uh, let's remind folks about the new course that we have which is the course on podcast positioning. So it's a, it's a course that teaches you, you know, how to create a unique podcast that is going to stand out, that is going to attract listeners and keep listeners and help you drive meaningful results with the connection that you create with your audience. Um, and you can go to surewinner.fm slash podcast dash positioning and find out everything that is in the course. We're still uh, in the you know kind of that that the the initial beta launch, um, so you can get it for the best price possible right now. Um, but the whole course is up there. We've got some bonuses that are coming, um, some Q and A's that you and I are going to do a bonus lesson that I'm going to add to it. Um, so I've really really been having a good time putting that together. Um, and so go check that out at surerunner.fm slash podcast dash positioning. If you have any questions about it, feel free to send me an email, jared, J-E-R-O-D at showrunner.fm. Uh, be happy to answer that. But I hope to see many, many of you in that course uh, learning how to position your podcast and create something that is, that is truly unique and will attract the audience that you want. So just wanted to remind everybody about that before we hop in here. Very cool. And if you haven't had the honor of taking a lesson that Jared has taught beyond this show, uh, you need to know that he does absolutely over-deliver all the time. And it's a big part of um, why he's been hustling and being really busy <laughs> lately. Uh, he doesn't ever want to leave people underwhelmed, I don't think, when they finally take out their hard-earned money and decide to pay him for lessons. So um, I would say this is the time to try it because, yeah, you you will be, you'll be astounded. I'm going to go that far to say. I hope so. I hope, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. The project that I've been working on this morning is a, a special edition episode of The Assembly Call. Uh, the, the, uh, one of... A guy who coached football for Indiana, Bill Mallory, he was there in the 80s and 90s, and my dad coached under him, and he's the best football coach in school history. Well, he passed away recently, and so I'm putting, I put together this tribute episode where I interviewed my dad and a bunch of his former players and got their stories, kind of shared their lessons. It's you know kind of one of those personal projects that really means a lot and has been a real honor to do. And one of the, one of the lessons that one of his players was sharing that I really took to heart you know, hearing it was that if you're going to do something, if you're going to do anything, go for it 100% or don't do it. You know, Give it your all, give it your best or don't do it. 
Um, I just I, I just did that interview this morning. Um, so I uh, I appreciate you saying that because I certainly uh, try to do that, and hopefully that comes through in the course and in this podcast and in and everything that we do because it's definitely a lesson worth taking to heart. So definitely, and I hope we're going to see now. We're going to see this. This might contradict what I'm saying today, um, but there's <laughs> there's a time and the place for both, and I wholeheartedly agree with if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, but this whole talking about um, being busy uh, and being busy, not in a bad way and not like in a way that's detracting from, well, it is detracting, but it's like, I'm working on my podcast, working on my businesses um, and just really busy trying to do new things. And so in this, I, I guess I'm going to say in last year, we did the episode about sort of the different um, personas you can take as a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like the adventurer, there's the, I think like the teacher one, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, and I always think about that because oftentimes I think we do um, teach from that sort of position of being a teacher um, or an instructor. And then the other times it's like the adventurer. And I love the, I love the idea visually and it really helps me as the adventurer. And what that just means, at least to me, is that Jared and I are out there podcasting um, our butts off doing it. Uh, and it's what we do. And so some things we try, they work. Some things we try and they don't work. But we're just kind of out there in the jungle doing it. Uh, and then hopefully we can bring back things that work to you, things that don't work to you. And so this was something that I did yesterday. Uh, and I think it's, well, it is really relevant to you. Um, I know that because we'll get to that. But um, also, it, it's just fascinated me for the fa- past 24 or 25 hours. So um, it was, so I've been busy. Here we go. Um, and with this, obviously, we neglect things. And one of the biggest ones I've been neglecting was my email list, right? And our email lists are our most valuable or one of our most valuable assets as showrunners, um, as we all know, and as we've spoken about numerous times. So I've got a question to start with uh, for Jared, uh, which is, I need to know, I guess, if this is just me, um, <laughs> but do you ever build up something that seems to be, it's a rather small task or job or thing you have to do, um, but you put it off. And then the longer that you put it off, it just seems to grow in your head about how big of a job this actually is. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I feel to a certain extent like we did that with reengaging our showrunner email list. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, when we we took our hiatus, we weren't emailing, and it has taken us a while to get back to doing that. I, I almost feel like getting this podcast going again was something like that. It's it's funny, you know, you you get in a weekly rhythm and you just get something on the calendar and you do it, and it just becomes part of what you do. And then when you stop it can become very difficult to get going. I, I I mean, I find that with working out, with exercising. You know, if I miss a couple of days, then it's easier to miss the next day and to miss the next day. And then sometimes you work it up so much in your mind that you can psych yourself out. And so, you know, whether it's something personally, whether it's something professionally, I can absolutely relate and could probably just keep listing off examples. So, yes. And now that you say it, it was actually our conversation on Slack that set me off to do this whole thing that I did, um, which was with the email. And you're like, we need to re-engage the list. And I was like, I just all of a sudden think of this big things. So we've been talking about it for weeks. And then I was just like, let's just keep it simple. And then you're like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, 
oh, there we go, right? So I've been doing this with my... I will tell you, you projected a great sense of calm via Slack. There... <laughs> I... It was, I... because <laughs> as I typed it, I think, no, that's that's it. Yeah. Just stop. And and so I actually then sent it. So I've been doing this with email for Hack the Entrepreneur um, for like three or four weeks now. Uh, I've been going to send an email because I haven't, right? So people who join, they get emails, all that stuff, automation. But just to my main people... I just haven't, right? And so it seemed like every week I was leading into my week knowing what I needed to do and that would come up and I would just put it off day after day. And then as I did it, it was like, I kept feeling like I had to just create this epic, amazing email because now it's been so long. I can't just like drop into their inbox and say, hey, right? Like like it's 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 not how it works. And so then next week, okay, I'll do it next week. And then it's like, well, now it's another week. So it was just frustrating. And so I got the calm when I said that to you because as soon as I said that to you on Slack about the showrunner email, I just opened up Active Campaign, which is where I host my emails, and I just did this, right? So I sent an email yesterday, and as I said, for the past 24, 25 hours since I sent it, it seems to have pushed some buttons uh, in more interesting ways than any other email I've ever sent has, and I think this is really useful um, for myself, for all of us here. Um, Right, so some of these buttons were pushed. Some were good. Some were not that good. How, how long um, had it been again? How long had it been since you since you had emailed them? Three not weeks. A, not a, okay, and so, not an autoresponder. Like they've maybe new people right. have gotten that, but like sit down, send a new email. Exactly, and like to me, that they are different, and people know like they just they have a different sort of vibe to them, right? Totally. Um, and so it was, it had just built up, right? So. I sent this email, I guess, before we get too far, let me just, because people are now going to be in their head like, oh my God, this must have been an amazing email. Um, and it wasn't. So this took me 10 minutes, literally from the time I was calmly said to you, just keep it simple, opened up active campaign. So to write it, to edit it and to send it was, I'm going to say like eight minutes or nine minutes. Um, and this is what it was. Hey, hey, which is how they all start. It's been a while. So I'll keep this short. Here are some things I haven't been doing that I should be. And I literally just came up with this. Well, I came up with the whole thing on the fly, but I tweaked this a little bit to kind of cover some bases. But here's some things I've been doing that I should be, haven't been doing that I should be. One, writing to you. Two, eating well. Three, playing drums. Four, building cool stuff. Five, going on dates with my wife. Six, sleeping well. Seven, calling my dad. And eight, listening to records. Here's my promise. I will get better. There's no point in looking back or wondering why. Look forward, not back. From this moment forward, I will start doing what I should be. There's no better time than now. How about you? What are one or two things that you can improve? All right? So this email, absolutely nothing special. That's kind of the point. Um, and it was insane how there was this massive hurdle to do it. Um, but in the eight minutes that it took me, this is the interesting part. Um, to me, anyways, these are the stats for it as of right before this show, I looked at an active campaign. So it went to a segment of my list that was 3,219 people. So far, 1,401 of those people have opened the email. Decent. Solid. Quite happy with that. Mm -hmm. 107 people have unsubscribed, <laughs> which is almost... I'm going to say 10% of the people that opened it. Um, and I've received 54 replies, which 
I'm going to say at least half of those conversations have turned into like those replies have turned into like conversations that are still carrying on that have stopped started yesterday, which is really fascinating with my audience. Um, How many people had been opening your emails previously? How did that compare to the previous numbers? um, Those are pretty similar. It's it's really hard to know because it just everything's so segmented and so different. These were the people who hadn't got email um, in the four weeks, right? So. This is kind of why I guess I started thinking about this. Um, but I guess before going too far, um, those are the stats. 3,219 people sent, 1,400, just over 1,400 opened it, 107 unsubscribed, 54 replies. I guess before we get too far, Jared, what are your initial feelings on hearing those stats? My initial feelings are that they sound... They sound pretty close to what I would expect. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, I would expect that the open rate would be somewhere around what it would normally be. And then I would think that you would get some extreme numbers for unsubscribes and replies. Because whenever you're not in people's inbox, there's not a regular rhythm and they're not expecting it. You know, now you throw this in there, you know, and you might have more people than normal thinking, okay, wait a minute. You know why? You know why am I subscribed to this? What is this? You know, and so I think you're going to have some more people who are going to unsubscribe, which is fine. You know, I think we've talked before. You know, unsubscribes. You know, someone opting out of your audience is okay. Like you want that to happen if they're not a person who's going to be locked in. But I think the more important number there is the fact that so many people replied. Like that's a really, really big number of replies to to an email like that. Um, and so I think it's a testament to the connection that you do have, that you did build with the audience, you know, and then that you could be off for three or four weeks and come back. Um, and I also think it is probably a testament to the, I think it was smart to send a short email coming back, make it short, make it simple. You gave people a prompt to reply and then, you know, you left that open for people. So I think that was a smart way to do it. And I think the fact that so many people did shows that you had built a pretty good connection before you went away. And I think that's that's really good. So I would be more heartened by that number than I would be disheartened by the unsubscribe number. Okay, fair enough. And so I know you would probably agree. I agree now looking at it and people listening, some of you probably agree that, yeah, I could have been more strategic with what I wrote. Um, and like, it was really, it was quite self-centered, the whole thing. I could see somebody opening it, haven't heard from me in a long time and like, oh, here's what Joan's doing or like, who cares? And doesn't even get to the question, unsubscribe. And yeah, but it was, but it was so short and you did get to the question. See, okay. See, here's what I think. We've talked about the difference between authenticity and transparency, right. you know? And so I think in this case, you were very transparent and yes, the beginning of it was self-centered, but sometimes when we're creating content online, we have to be self-centered and bare our souls in a strategic way to then get other people to open up. And so I think you were in an authentic way because, you know, you listed out some things and as you do that, you're going to get other people thinking about maybe what they're not doing. And then you open it up and you know you're basically saying i i want to hear what you're saying like you're opening it up for people to reply so you immediately move it from self-centered to now i want to listen so and i think the fact that you did that quickly is what's helpful so i you know and and that's how i read it cuz i got that email and that that's exactly how i read it when it came through so okay that's cool 
And so again, I had no idea what I was going to write when I opened up AOWeb or, or Active Campaign. I just sat there and wrote it. Um, but so it, it's it's more unsubscribes than normally would happen. <laughs> um, but and that actually, I don't know if you're like me, but um, those hurt sometimes. Like you see them, it's like, oh geez. But whatever. It's it's to me that's kind of doesn't matter. Um, and that's actually one of the lessons sort of that I got from this. Um, but so why I brought this up was because a lot of those replies um, were people with podcasts. Um, people with podcasts that they had either put off launching or had stopped releasing episodes. Um, and like one lady was even telling me that she's, she's been putting it off for so long and building it up in her head. She didn't know how to relaunch, but she was just going to do it by Thursday, which is tomorrow of this week. And that was it. She's going back out with it. And I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, I wasn't trying to be like, <laughs> I don't know, like I wasn't trying to be anything with it. I was literally just trying to get myself going with it again. Um, and the second sort of after I sent it, I thought about that. I was like, I don't want it to seem like I haven't been doing anything. And that I've just like my whole business is seized up while I'm sitting here trying to write this email because that's not it. I've just been busy doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And it kind of went into it, just this turning into that. Um, so the email isn't anything special. Maybe you're held up writing that email because you don't know what to say. Um, I don't even think that it really matters. So the three lessons that I've put together in my head um, about this are, the first one is to do something and anything rather than doing nothing. I could have, and there was such a huge chance of me, if we hadn't had that quick Slack conversation, I wouldn't be able to talk about this because I probably would have put off that email until next week. Mm -hmm. Who knows what would happen? And then it's like, oh, now it's five weeks. Jeez, I can't. Um, yeah. Right. And then the other one is, which is dis discussing the unsubscribes. Um, and this could be unsubscribes to your podcast feed or to your email list or to your Facebook group that you have. It doesn't matter. Um, but I honestly believe that we should repel people rather than, or try and repel people rather than try and attract people. Um, I think it's off-putting if if you try and attract people sometimes too much. It's like you're trying to be everything to everyone or you're trying to just, it's like the person who's trying to make everybody like them. It's too, like, and so this, I think, did that. It really was a stark contrast. Some people had been on my email list for years. They're like, you've read a lot of good emails, but oh my God, this one really hit me. Other people are like, Hmm, I just joined your list and this is cool. Here's what I've been stuck on. Um, those 54 people, like that's a serious sort of like we made that connection. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you're like me, but I'm, I can be really into a lot of emails or a lot of podcast episodes that I listen to. And I typically don't email the person about it. And that doesn't mean that I didn't make a connection to that person. I'm not going to open their next email really quickly. Um, so there's still that connection beyond the 54 people. Um, but I think it is determined by that. And I love having the mindset of try and just repel the people who aren't into your authentic or your transparent self, um, rather than just trying to put up a show all the time of you being this person and maybe everybody will like you. Um, to me, that's powerful. And it's hard sometimes because yeah, you lose a bunch of subscribers that you worked hard to get. Um, but really, honestly, those people were not for me. Uh, and that's totally cool. And I think that um, it's empowering to 
feel that way. Um, and to know that it's like, it didn't matter that I just sent out this email because it worked for a lot of people. It didn't work for a lot of people. Um, me and my audience in that medium, which is email, are stronger for it moving mm -hmm. forward, the people that are there. Um, and I think that's cool. And I think that strategically, I guess the way I opened it up that I'm going to keep this one quick was kind of alluding to the fact that more are coming now. And I just need to not drop the ball for another four weeks after that. Um, and then I guess the other one that I learned was that we often think that we're the only one with a specific problem or issue or concern, right? That I'm the only one who's stuck on this. And I didn't necessarily think that, but it was insane with the people coming back and just like how they were stuck on such similar things that I've been stuck on before or completely different even. But even, and I read the email, it's like, that's the tiniest. How are you stuck on that? Like I'm seeing it as that, but we yeah. all have been just completely overwhelmed by these things. And we think that we're the only one. I think that when we start to appreciate the fact that other people have had these struggles, I've had these struggles, Jared's had these struggles. Um, it gets us over ourselves easier and allows us to do that something rather than nothing and to move ahead into everything that you kind of want to be doing with your show. Well, and it opens you up to connect. I think sometimes, you know, when we're creating content and we're trying to lead a conversation, I think sometimes we can psych ourselves out because we always feel like we have to have the next thing to say and we have to be able to move the conversation to the next step and, you know, have the next thing to teach or whatever. And that's fine. And people can learn from you and follow you and all that stuff. But for those of us who are, you know, hosting shows and building email lists and who want to connect, sometimes to connect, you have to turn around, open yourself up and be vulnerable. And now people feel okay. They feel empowered. They feel appreciated when they open up right back to you. So that, and that's where I think the power of recognizing that, you know, you don't always have to hide the issues that you're having. Sometimes you want to lean into them and share them and connect with people about them. And that doesn't, doesn't, you know, lessen your position as a thought leader or less, you know, whatever you're trying to build, it just brings people closer to you and actually helps you earn more trust. And that's really what we're trying to do here, at least in the way that you and I run shows and the way that, that we try to set an example, you know, and kind of explain those things. So that, I mean, I think that makes total sense to me. And I never cease to be I never cease to have a good experience when I do that. And it can be so hard sometimes to overcome yourself and, you know, hack through all your pride and your ego and everything to actually admit something like that. But it typically ends up working out very well in the long run. So, I mean, it makes total sense to me. And I appreciate you bringing that because it's a good lesson to revisit and remind ourselves of. Yeah. And it ties back to that mindset of just not always having to be the one with all the answers, but you're there just at the forefront of your audience doing stuff. Some of it yeah. works, some of it doesn't, some of it's a mishmash of both. And that's like a real character trait that people admire in others. Um, and then bring that information back to them. And you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be something that's a hundred steps in front of your audience. Sometimes that's actually too far and people are so disconnected from it that they just feel like they could never get to where you are. Um, and so 
I, I just, I guess I would implore people to take on that mindset. And we should really link to that episode because that was a fun episode um, that we did when we talked about those characters. You could sort of yeah, take on and personas to become a showrunner. Yeah. And by the way, I think that connects, this conversation connects really well to what we said at the beginning. When I relayed the lesson that, you know, Coach Mallory's ex-player talked about with, if you're going to do something, give it your best, be all in. I mean, I, I totally think you did that with this email. I mean, I know, it, you know, whatever. So it took you eight to 10 minutes to write the email. No one cares how long it takes you to write an email. You know, I mean, that is literally one of the most irrelevant elements of an email, how long it took you to write it. It's, did you put yourself into it and your heart and soul so that you could connect with people? And you did. And, you know, it's almost a testament to your connection with the audience that you were able to do that with an email that took you eight minutes to write. And I think you had an instinct that you needed to get something out. And that if you kept building it up and, you know, allotted yourself two hours to write an email, it actually might have been more counterproductive than if you just did something really quick and got something out there. In that moment, that was the way to give your best self to the audience. And I think that was an important recognition, whether you made it consciously or subconsciously. So, it doesn't always have to be like, hey, I'm going to give my best to the audience. I'm going to put three hours into this thing, and it's going to be the best and most you know, well-manicured email I've ever done. Sometimes you just got to put it out there and have a couple typos in it or whatever. Like, I mean, not necessarily that, but you know what I mean? Like, right. You just got to put it out there and not worry so much and just be like, hey, here's where I'm at right now. Here's what I'm thinking. Let's connect. How are you feeling? And it's like, hey, this is a real, raw, honest moment with this person that creates content. You know, I know that when I go to Hack the Entrepreneur and listen to the episodes, they're going to be buttoned up. They're going to be professional. You know, that's going to be, you know, podcast host Johnny. But every now and then it's kind of nice to get, I'm a little bit questioning myself, Johnny, you know, or I, I don't quite know what to do next, Johnny. Because that, like you said, it allows you to know that, hey, you're dealing with some of the same things I am. You know, we can, we can meet right here at the same place. But I still know, you know, the next time that I come back to you and that I look to you for guidance, you're going to have something valuable to, uh, to share with me. And now I just happen to trust you a little more because I've connected with you a little bit more. So I think it absolutely, it all fits together to me. That's true. I'm glad you brought up the amount of time it took me to write it because that is really irrelevant for this because it, it doesn't take into account the fact that I've been writing um, marketing emails like this for 10 years. Uh, so yeah, if I, if this was one of like my fourth email I ever had to write like this, it would have taken me three hours. Um, I just know at this point that I can do it. And I just, any more time than that would have been that hurdle. And yeah. I would have got distracted and done something else. And then it's like, Oh, I'll do it next week. Yeah. Um, so, and then I guess the other side of this, which I'm now learning is that it didn't even so much I don't think exposed me as not knowing and that people could connect in that way because it did offer a solution. Yeah. And I think that's why there were so many replies because people were like, wow, I just realized that I've been completely putting this off for two months and I've made up every excuse in my head and I didn't even realize it. I'm taking action tomorrow. One of them was cleaning his house. He's literally sent me this like list and because I replied back, I was like, okay, you have four things on this list. Can you put dates to these? And he's like, it was like 1130 last night. He's like, yep, absolutely. And he put dates over the next four days of he's going to do all these different things. I was like, cool. Tell me when you're done each of them. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. There we go. That wraps it up, folks. Getting people to clean their house. <laughs> 
I'm, Maybe you I'm, can come here next. Yeah, well, I'm, I might need to get you to put some dates on me doing that here. <laughs> now that I think about it. All right, that was great. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that, Johnny. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, so again, shorerunner.fm slash podcast dash positioning to check out more about the course uh, on podcast positioning on creating your unique podcast that will help you uh, connect with an audience. And then uh, we'll put in the show notes the link to that episode that you were referencing. I don't remember what number it is, but we'll put it there in the show notes so that you can all see that. And other than that, have a great week. And we look forward to talking with you next week on another brand new edition of The Showrunner. Take care. <laughs>